Hello there, guys. Welcome to Set Your Foundations Men's Podcast. We've got all the young men from around um, the UK on here. Um, I'm your host, Brandon Flash, and I'm from Wolverhampton, and I'm 18 years old. But yeah, guys, you want to introduce yourselves right now? All right, cool. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Josh, 21, and I'm from Peterborough. Jeez. Hi everyone, my name's Fabian. I'm 19 and I'm from Bedford. I'm like Fabian Cheese. I don't want silent for man. It's can't beat your tongue. <laughs> you nah, it's calm, man. My, my name is Carl. I'm 25, quarter of a century, and I'm 35 years away from a care home. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, have a, let's have a great one. Oh, gosh. Yeah, hi, everyone. My name's Kieran. Uh, I'm 21, and I live in Farnborough. Woo! Another ghost town. Mm. All the ladies oh, are like, rah, he's 21. Ooh, the, birth play for, the birth play for David's one. <laughs> <laughs> Father, Father Joe in that fam, you know what I'm saying? To be Father Ted fam. <laughs> That's a Father Ted, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry guys, I need to behave myself. But, um, Curtis, was he going to say, was he going to introduce yourself, sorry? Yeah, my name's Curtis, I'm 17 and I'm from Leicester. Ooh, Leicester. <laughs> hey, is that everybody? Rough game, going up here. Yeah, okay. Best till last. Name's Raf. Call me Francis. Learning how to be a gallus from Brandon. <laughs> Romans 12 verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed mm-hmm. to the of your mind. From I don't know what you're talking about. We're, we're, not, we're, <laughs> not, we're, not, being com- we're not being conformed to the pattern of the world. We're being conformed to you, but we're seeing where you're going from. Teach us my ways. Man is not of the world, man. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a stranger, fam. You know what I'm saying, fam? Listen, I'm just in the will of God, really. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Raf, but, you know. Um, anyway. The name's Raf, call me Francis, though. All right, jeez. Yeah, man. Francis is on the call that Carl and Raf, fam. Tag team. Just don't get started, fam. Born you, fam. <laughs> okay. Just like the day of Pentecost. But yeah, that's the mandem. This is the mandem for episode one. You get me? Hold mm-hmm. tight, the mandem. Got mandem from Brom, mandem from Wolves. You get me? Come on. Got man there from Leicester, Bedford, Farnborough. Boy, we, 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 we're, we're national, man. We're national. Oh, um, anyway, without further ado. Um, so, guys, um, mm. well, today we're going to talk about like um, problems and situations that young men in 2020 and faith go inside the church and outside the church. So, my first question is, what is the... What are the biggest like problems that um, young Christians with, like young men in church? I think it's just general temptation, isn't it? Because mm. um, it divide from social aspects outside the church. Could be like forms like clubbing, or it could be just you know back to Adam and Eve. It could be the women who are out here, you know, that could be a form of um, destruction. That's what's affecting the men in the church. Right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I say for me, uh, I think one of the main problems slash struggles is like we we kind of we're a closed book, and what I mean by that is like we like to keep everything into ourselves. We don't really talk as men, especially young people. You know, like, like we'll talk to our boys and stuff like that. How we talk to the boys, but when it comes to like deep stuff, like say for instance, if one of us was with a had a mental issue or something like that, we wouldn't really talk about. It, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like it looks kind of in society. It, it, it's like frowned upon if like a man's going through like if a man has a struggle or something like that we're supposed to be like the alpha male sort of thing so yeah yeah I think I think that's probably one of one of the main struggles like men don't speak about mental issues or um, any struggles that they're going through personally yeah, that's very true you know we, we don't really we like to suffer in silence a lot that's something like mm. especially the young ones just like to do our own thing and just you know you learn as we yeah. go, should I say? Mm. You like you look at the statistics of some of the stuff, man, and it's it's quite so it's quite alarming. Like you know the age group, like the age group is as well. Like what was it like eighteen to thirty five? is kind of like the main the main age groups for like men that has depressions and stuff like that who are committing suicide and stuff like that. It kind of just plays on your mind a lot. Is, so. Um, our guys suffering silence, man. Sad. Yeah. Anybody else got anything else to say to that question? Um, I'll probably say image in the church. Yeah. Like, for example, with worship, not many guys will like lift their hands or sing courageously. It'll just be like standing and clapping. Yeah, no. Yeah, like everything is kind of structured. There's no kind of freedom. I think there's, we don't really let ourselves free in yeah. church. We kind of keep yeah. our composure. Mm. So. I'm glad you said that. Women like to hold back a lot in church, innit? Mm. Yeah. Mm. 100%. Right. They just feel that, yeah, obviously people are watching you, but. Mm. Going to church and worshiping and singing it ain't not the ain't not the purpose of you being in church. Uh, really? It's true. Yeah. Like you're not. It's not like you're in Cineworld or Odeon and you watch mm. a movie. You're in church. It's praise and worship. Like, listen, you can sing the praises. You can uplift the God that woke you up this morning. The God mm. that's been there every day of your life. It's, it's it's not hard. I know. Yeah, you might think you look moist, but trust me, you don't, man. I used mm. to think that way. Oh, that's why I'm saying it. I used to think, nah, man, I look a bit like a waste, man, if I start clapping my hands and singing. But that was just the devil, man. Mm, the devil time. stopping me from worshipping God. Yeah. So, yeah, don't, don't ever let anybody stop you from praising God. He deserves every mm. praise. Yeah. You praise man, why can't you praise God? It's, it's true, it's Like, if you, if you think about it, like, the way how I, I used to look at it, like, if you was to go to like, for example, I support Man United. If I was to go to Old Trafford, yeah. the way how Man would be screaming out, like, every sort of jersey that would be on, if Man scored, Man's up on his feet, jumping, mm. hugging up, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, Man yeah. would go off. And, like, if I can do that, if I can do that for, like, 11 people who's kicking up, like, you know, a ball of air, why can't I do that for, you know, like, the most high kind of thing? And, yeah. yeah. It's kind of ironic because you think about it. Like for me, when I was growing up in church, like 
I thought, mm. I thought like church would be like the safe place that like, no one judges you and stuff like that. You can go with any issues. But yeah, at the same time, mm. it's kind of the place where you get judged the most kind of thing, if you get what I mean. Mm. I don't know if it's the same for you, man, then, but like... Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, for me, for me growing up in my church, like, if, if something was done or something was said, you know, you'd get looked on in a certain way and stuff like that and you'd be like, whoa. And yeah, come time. And like, you're just getting judged no matter what you do. So mm-hmm. you can't, like like Raf said, you don't have that sense of freedom to do what you want to do or to mm-hmm. worship how you want to worship, so. Yeah, I mean, I've been to those churches but like the proper old school, man. So anything new, like, even if it's like a new or Christian song, they're like, nah, we don't want it because... Yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. not the Bible way kind of thing so yeah. that as well because um, so, there's a lot of dictatorship in some churches as well um, mm. which does kind of affect the youth because the youth feel like they don't know where to tread like they feel like they're treading on thin ice if they mm. do the wrong move they'll be either exiled out of the church or you know or be shamed upon and like when I was younger I was the same just like Brandon when he was saying like when he was um Worshipping God. I used, to, I used to fear it. I used to fear doing it because I was scared of, like, how people's going to judge me. Like, and then one thing said to me is, I would rather become a waste man for the children <laughs> in the church rather than God think I'm a waste man. That's the point. Because the, in the essence, praising God doesn't make you a waste because for him to give his only son shows us what we do have value. So we don't want him, don't want God to think like we're waste on this earth. I prefer a man to think I'm a waste man than God. Because God ha- God will have everlasting love. He has a love which continues while man can end. That's why I say don't trust in man, man can fail. So I don't mind looking like a waste man, jumping on the chair, mashing up the chairs and everything. But you know, I'd rather take the risk, losing my trust with man, than losing my trust in God. Mm-hmm. Well said, man, well said. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Some mad, just mad things that go on in church, man. Therefore, do you guys feel as young men, you guys were holding back a lot before um, this pandemic in church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred um, percent. The reason why um, I think it's just to keep try. It's bad. It sounds bad, but it's try to keep the peace in the church, not yeah. to like strive for just arguments. Mm-hmm. No, it's kind of bad because it's like a I don't know it's like a period and shift of where you're trying to make people happy but at the same time it's offending God as well because it's people pleasing yeah and pleasing God so yeah man like yeah it was mad that, that's what I have in my well, not my church specifically but churches which I've played for absolutely I'm glad you said that Kyle um, what about you guys do I see? Um, I think I think yeah. For me, definitely as well. Um, I think I think for me, like I always had it in my mind of the expectation. Like it was always for me. Like it, for me, it was like an expectation. And obviously, if I didn't, if if I don't do it or something like that, it, it would just look frowned upon or us. Or I wouldn't be like taken seriously, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, the more, yeah, the more I kind of realised, the more it's like it's a journey. Like you know, you do it in your own time, you do it in your own way, kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, like like what Carl was saying, it, it turned it just turned more into like people pleasing than God pleasing because mm. God can see your true heart and stuff like that. And if you're not doing it 100, percent God will know. Yeah, 
So there's no, there's no matter how much you do on earth and, you know, how much you can please people, like, if it's not pleasing God, it's just void, it's worthless. Like, there's, there's no point. Like, God would rather you just sit down in church and, you know, doing something like that's 100% instead of him, like, faking it until you're trying to make it because you'll get caught and stuff like that. So for me, it was kind of, I always had, a, like, the expectation of people instead of the expectation of God. And that's why um, I used to hold back a lot. But then, kind of, kind of like, but then when I was like joining the worship team and playing on the drums and stuff like that, that's when I kind of realized it's not, it's not man I'm trying to please, I'm trying to please God. And um, yeah, I think that's helped me a lot. That's good stuff. Amen, man. Thanks for that, Kyle. I mean, Josh and Kyle. Um, what about you, Kieran, or Curtis, or Raf? Um, what was holding you guys back um, before this pandemic? I think for me, it was that in my church, there's not a lot of young people that know about Jesus and that want to know about Jesus. And I seem to get along with them. But I think it was just like, in church, I always like felt a bit weird about praise and worship now i've i've changed a bit to be to be honest so, a bit more comfortable now in praying in church okay you, you play so i think it, i think it was just my my confidence wasn't how it how i want it to be yeah it's a process man and we've all been there where there's fear that's always trying to, what's the word, limit you, limit whatever God told you to do. That's one thing I'd say hindered me was fear. I was scared to um, take my ministry to the next level. I thought what God was telling me was too big. I'm going to be honest. But when God is working with you and when God is in control, things will happen. And it will, it will flourish because it's what God wants you to do. It's in his plan. So, yeah, that's something I had to, to um, learn. And I'm, like Carl and um, Josh rightly said, a lot of people were being people pleasers, or should I say man pleasers, instead of pleasing God. And the thing is, yeah. when, you, when you're a people pleaser or a man pleaser, like God doesn't like that. He hates it. So, yeah, that's something I had to learn. I had to learn yeah, man, if I'm going to have to take my ministry to the next level, there's going to be people that's not going to like me. There's people that's going to envy me. There's people that's going to say things. But as long as it's in God's plan and a part of his plan, that's all that matters. And with fear, you shouldn't be ever scared to worship or pray. It's just the devil. The devil's a liar. Because every tactic he tries, every... I want to explain it, every way of just putting you off but don't let him put you off from worshipping God don't let him put you off from fulfilling the purpose what God is putting in our life remember I think it's first Peter chapter 2 verse 9 we are a chosen generation we are a royal priesthood we are a holy nation we are here for a reason we're here for a purpose and that purpose has to be fulfilled and uh, yeah man you have to have your identity in Christ that's one thing um, I've learned over the years, once you've got your identity in Christ and once you're connected to him and transformed, 
you'll start to do things, you'll start to overcome your fears. And that is something that was holding me back a lot. Ministering to people that used to put me, that used to be scary for me. Starting stuff like this, starting set your foundations, I, I was scared to do it. I'll be honest to you. But when God's giving you a plan and when God's giving you the equipment and the tools, you just got to do the job, really. But yeah, less of me talking anyway. Um, Kieran, are you ready, bro? For me, um, I'd say hold back. I say it's feeling comfortable, making sure that I'm going to church for the right reasons. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? So like going and, you know, I'm not going there to please my parents. I'm not going there to, you know, keep up attendance. I'm going there because I actually want to improve uh, on my faith. I want to hear testimonies. I want to grow. I'm not just going there just to, you know, please people and put up an appearance. Or for, for example, so, you know, I've done it before going to events just for girls, for example, making sure I'm going there for the right reasons. Um, so I, I say that's a holdback, you know, you know, making sure that, you know, my head's in the right place because I think that's important because, you know, there's people who, you know, for example, go to church, but, you know, you could say they're not Christians. Does that make sense? So making sure that you're, you're going there for the right reasons. So that, that, that's my answer. And I, I've got a question at the end as well that I'd like to add as well. Make sure you write it down. Please write it down. Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. cool. We'll, get it. we'll get to it in a second. Yeah, man, I'm glad that um, he's talking about intentions and I'm glad that you mentioned um, the girls thing there. I'm going to have to be touching that in a certain Man, them toss. We'll go back to that in a sec, man. But um, who hasn't spoken? Fabian, have you spoken? Look at you, Hi, what are you doing there? Um, one thing which held me back was no expectations in my comfort zone. So for me, um, I didn't really have any expectations when going to church. As a musician, it's just, right, I have a role to play, play worship, and then that's me done. I wouldn't really take much note of the word. Mm. Right, I'll listen, but it's going in one ear and out the other. And well, was it just no expect like I was comfortable just being a musician and rather than trying to get to know more about God and growing my faith and relationship with him, it was more just being comfortable with, okay, I'm a musician. Once I've done worship, that's me done. Yeah. And I think now that um we're in quarantine, you kind of with services now, you listen to them now and you're they're kind of speaking to you and spending more time in the word. It's kind of like, oh, wow. Like, it just hits different because mm. you're looking at it from a different perspective. Like, songs that I would just play just for, I don't, I don't know, not for the lyrics, just because they sound good. Now I'm looking back and listening to it. I'm like, oh, wow, this has a deeper meaning than I actually thought beforehand. So I think this quarantine has provided a time of reflection. Nah, that's true. No, I hear that, I hear that. Some great points there, Rashman. Man, those that haven't gone yet, man, go ahead, man. Floor's yours. Was that everybody? 
Was it just Brother Fabian that hasn't said anything? Okay. Um, so we've seen all of that. Is there anything outside the church that was um, putting you off? Yo, sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. Oh. <laughs> Oh, here, here comes. Here comes the the anyway, sorry. Well, we'll do the second question in the moment. I'm going to shout out the feds, man. I know, man. Like the Babylon man. That's all right, man. Um, so, what was holding you back a lot in church um, before the pandemic? Uh, I'll probably say, like, me thinking that I'm not good enough um, and not having the. Um, confidence in myself that she um, feel like I can and have the ability to do things in church and also like uh, from members of the church also um, not not saying it but implicitly um, implicitly saying to me that maybe I wasn't good enough so, and uh, so but this lockdown's kind of helped me to know that it doesn't matter what people are saying it doesn't matter about what God is saying that's kind of giving me the um, motivation to want to do stuff in this kingdom. Nah, absolutely. Stay true, man. See, there's a reason why we have to get Fabian to, to talk, man. Dropping some knowledge and some wisdom there, man. But yeah, man, make sure, make sure when I call you again, Fabian, make sure you answer, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for, for like, question three, though. Um... So yeah, what things were like holding you back in like a worldly sense or outside the church? Like what was limiting you? What was putting you off basically? Or what problems were you facing outside of church as a young Christian male? Um, when you say like what was, when you say like what was holding me back, what, what, in what sense of like, it's all like evangelizing wise or just... Anything, so it could be that, it could be um, temptations, it could be um, things, it could be intentions, anything, really. Um, okay. So for me, like, uh, outside of church-wise, I would say um, faith. Because it was all, because for me, like, once when I was um, in my hometown, like I was going to church like every day and stuff like that. And like part of it was because of my parents and it kind of led to more of, I need to develop myself spiritually and stuff like that. Yeah. But then like moving away to university and stuff like that. Um, obviously, cause there's like, you know, you don't have parents around you and stuff like that. It's just yourself kind of thing. It's your independence. So, and obviously like with the friends, with the friendships that I had, um, yeah. I was questioning of like, do I want to go to this particular church? Do I want to like not go to church? Do I want to go to a different type of church and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so like it was trying to, it was like the test of my faith, I would say. But um, I end up end up sticking to the similar church that I went that I went to in my hometown and stuff like that. And um, okay. yeah, it kind of it definitely it definitely helped me to grow spiritually. Like I've learned. It's kind of like what Raf says. I've, I've I've seen everything in kind of a different perspective and stuff like that, and um, yeah, kind of it kind of helps me to 
want to go deeper in God and want to grow spiritually. Amen. Good answer, man. I'm liking that. Um, I would say for myself will be uh, to do do with like work and stuff. Um, that was like a massive like um, kind of obstruction or obstacle with me in the church. Um, so like with work and that, I was like too focused on bettering myself than focusing on how to better myself with Christ. Um, and it was like. I could see like the disadvantages was happening. Like I was thinking, okay, if I do this, oh my month, the the finances will come up, um, everything like that. I might increase my level in the workplace rather than thinking about like how I can increase myself spiritually and where God can take me to another level. So I think for me, work was an obstacle. If knowing to knowing Christ and understanding where I am in this year. Thanks for that call. Oh, my awkward silence, man. Boy. Um, yeah, Fabian, the question was... Um, what was holding you back outside of church? Discussing your message. Um, I'm gonna have to say for me, uh, my friend. Wait, just before lockdown or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I say some of the friends I had. Because yeah, some, I'd be going to church, and then I'd come back to these friends, and there was like a bad influence on me, and I was kind of like following some of the stuff that um, they were doing and stuff that's not fulfilling um, the Holy Spirit in me. And um, also, I kind of want to say there's like some people in the church that like outside of the church, they're not like encouraging, they're not like really encouraging the kind of negative towards you as well because people inside the church as well that can hold you back outside the church as well so yeah. it's not just like um well it's not just um people in the world that can hold you back as well so um yeah just it's like temptations and um things like that around that will kind of hold me back as well yeah. no, that's a good answer man. Hmm. the deep answer still you know man. people can hold you back inside the church as well that was a deep one. Yeah, they can. Definitely. Um, especially when it comes to ministry and that. Um, there's people that will say things or just try and hold you back for different reasons. Could be jealousy. Could be envy. Could be anything. And yeah, you're right about that, man. And there's people that can put you down as well. But God is in control. That's all mm. I'm asking. But um, yeah, so, um, yeah, similar to Fabian, my answer is, um, yeah, with me, what was holding me back outside of um, church was, could have been surroundings, that friends, sometimes. Um, I didn't really do what they wanted me to do, like lifestyle-wise or anything, but 
I still let some of the things that they said pay an effect on me. If you get what I mean. I wasn't as wise and as strong as I am now, should I say. But um, yeah, like I said earlier, it was fear holding me back. Um, what else is holding me back? Um, just, just, just not being obedient to God that much. I was, but I wasn't as obedient as I could have been. So yeah, um, but yeah, mainly fear and what I said before, really, and surroundings and yeah, just the old ones. Obviously, temptations will come, but I'd know what how to deal with it because I know what the word says about it. So yeah, um, so yeah, who wants to go next? Um, for me, try not to repeat what you guys have said. Um, I would probably say relationships can be something which holds you back. For me, um, I was in a relationship where I was, I would say I was being held back spiritually, but also mentally as well. Mm. And I think when you're in relationships, what you tend to do is just put problems under the character or the title of love or it's all right because I love them. It's all right. And I think what tends to happen after it becomes such a frequent thing to just chuck everything under the rug of love, mm-hmm. then it just starts to tear you down internally. So I would say that's one thing which holds me back. Like acknowledging red flags, but not um, taking action from those red flags. Mm. Come on. Therefore, therefore, that's something. Yeah, I'd see, that's the thing with me. I see the red flags in it, and I was like, you, Raph, I just don't react to them. I'd be like, nah, man, come on, man. This is this is in God's plan, man. I know it's in God's plan, man. And then got to the point where God would just break out of nowhere. And you'd be like, oh, maybe I should have paid attention to those signs and whatnot. But yeah, that's a good one, man. Relationships. Um... And the stuff of, like, I would explain it. There's things that guys like. We like talking to girls, obviously, but that can be a distraction in it. So, yeah, stuff like that. But Curtis? Yeah, um, I'd say for me, um, uh, um, someone was sick that I really cared about and that was really distracting me um, in a lot of things that I was doing. So in church and everything. So yeah, I say that's it. I was really concerned about others around me. I hear that stuff. Yeah, when people are like all in the family or um, friends, it's it's very hard. Been there many times. Can be overwhelming. But just gotta keep your trust in God. Really, He can do. Amazing things, really. You just got to keep praying and just hoping that you'll come out of this this process or this season, shall I say. Yeah, man, we've all been there. Okay, it's Because yeah. you're too busy focusing in on that scenario and not other things. But yeah, man. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, cool. So, Brother Kieran, I heard you. I don't think I've heard from you on this question. 
yeah. I already answered this one, bro. Have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad, man. <laughs> draw him out, you know. Draw. Is, is everyone answered? Yeah. Cool. Kieran, fire up your question then. My question? Okay, yeah, my question. Um, yes, it's, it's related to this one. So, um, obviously, the question we were just talking about was what is holding us back as men. Yeah. Um, but when you look at, like, this um, statistics, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I think there's for every three um, girls in church, so every three females, there's one man. <laughs> like, the ratios. <laughs> the ratios. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go again. Boy, boy, boy. You studying that, any? Kieran, go again. The ratio. Everyone get their phones ready to record this, guy. Yeah, What are you talking about? Turn for every, this is like congregation population. One second, right. congregation yeah, so population. Yeah. <laughs> so for every one man, there's three females in church. In terms, so for example, if there's sixty females in the church, on average there'll be twenty males, right? And now my question is, and that's a fact. That's a fact. You can't argue facts, yeah. Show me. My 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 question is. So like church is basically like um a hospital for your soul, basically, yeah. So, do you think that the reason why there's less men is because it's like we we have to be seen as like strong in society, or we're seen as like providers? So, less men are willing to go to church and open up because that's what you have to do re- realistically. That's why we were just talking about you know singing. We, we you know we're not you know openly vocal the singing we're less open because we have to be seen as strong so do you think that's like the reason why there's less men in church or I I wouldn't say that mm, I'll say mm, to to an extent to an extent because for me like for me when 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 I look back on it during my younger times during my younger times church wasn't appealing for me like um, if it was if if it wasn't for my if it wasn't for my parents like nudging me every you know every Sunday morning to get up and get ready, um, I wouldn't be going to church and stuff like that. Mm. But then going to going to like district conventions and going to like national conventions and seeing church in that light that got me appealing to go to church. But like locally, it wasn't appealing for me. So I think. I think for young men, if it's not attracted to them, if it's not appealing to them, or if it doesn't, if it if it's not relatable for them, they will go somewhere else and find something that is relatable for them. You gotta think, you gotta think for young people, um, especially in our generation and younger generations, you need to get something that is relatable for them. And if it's not relatable or if, if they can't confide in it, you know what I'm saying? Like then then they'll just go elsewhere and they'll just find something that's Attractive, like you know, what I'm saying that's that's hot, that's new, that's trending, that kind of thing. Um, so I think, I think personally, for me, I think, I think, my opinion, yeah, for me, I think it's if it's not relatable, kind of thing, if it's not appealing to them, then they will not stick around, kind of thing. In terms of young people and young men, mm-hmm. but I do, I do see where you're coming from, coming point as well, because I think society plays on that as well. Uh, but um, yeah, go on, go on, you lot, go on. <laughs> <laughs> that is good, it's good. Mm. 
Yeah, I know what you mean, Kieran. Like, girls, when girls go to church, they're not scared to worship basically, ain't it? Like, yeah. Guys, uh, that's a whole back in the sit there in it, or just sit down in it with a sour face and that. <laughs> 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 but I don't even. Um, yeah, some of the points that you guys think because of that. Like we said earlier, it's probably fear. They probably think people's going to laugh at them, but like I said earlier, like Josh said, when you go to a football match here, yeah, you, you're going to celebrate when they score a goal in it. When you go to a concert and your favourite song goes on, you're going to be singing it, you're going to be guessing, you're going to be dancing. When you go to a party, you're going to be dancing. So when you go to church, like, just worship. You know what I mean? Makes sense. I know, I know there's that perception, but listen... You've got to think about it in that light. When you think about it in that light, you start to like change it, if you get what I mean. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's probably because of that, what you said, one of the reasons why. Has anyone got any answers to that one? Um, I think, yeah, I would say I kind of agree with what Kieran's saying, like, for me, I would say if I was to look at the average guy, they know that they need to provide and they need to protect their family. So I think I could be wrong, but I would assume that the mentality is them two or three hours that I'm spending at church is time that I could be invested into providing something else for my family or um the time that I'm spending at church worshiping, I'm not seeing any, I'm not able to provide in that period of time. Like I get that I'm praying and worshiping to God, but I'm not really getting that um, immediate return on, what do I say, effort? I don't know how to explain it, but I think because there's not that tangible return when you go to church to worship, that kind of prevents, um, males from coming because again with the stereotype of um females are the ones that should be worshiping men should just be i don't know standing up still not really opening up for me if i was to hear that i guess you could be like oh why am i going to come to church for two hours to just sit and listen to music i could do that at home so i think it's just a broken mentality which is why men don't come as many men don't come yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Remember what the Bible said, everything that had breath, praise the Lord. Mm. Like, when you're at church, well, no, listen to know the Bible talks about praise, it talks about worship. Worship is all about confession, it's all about honouring. And we should be able to honour God and give him the praise that he deserves because God does a lot of things for us. We think that men do all the things, but they don't, it's, it's bad. Like, God woke up this morning. It's not because you're a healthy young person. It's because God woke you up. Nothing to do with that. People dying to sleep, you know. With, like, God, God's our protector. God is there every day. And he's, 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 he does a lot for us. So for us to worship him, just open our mouth and praise him. What's wrong with that? Go mm. a few hours to church and worship him. What's wrong with that? Like, we can go to net, we can watch, we can go to the cinema and we can watch our favourite um, soaps and our favourite series, but we can't. Praise God! It's it's a, it's, a, it's a bad excuse. We should, we should we should give God the praise. We should. It shouldn't be a chore. Christianity is a lifestyle. It's not a chore. It's not something right. that you should just do once a week or for a few hours a day. It should be a lifestyle. 
when it's when it's a part of your lifestyle, it's something that you you enjoy doing, and that's yeah. what young men need to start doing. Especially like serving God is not a chore; it's a lifestyle. It's something special. Remember, mm. I said earlier we are sons and daughters of the King. Yeah. I should be praising him. He said, when God comes back, that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Why aren't we doing it on, on earth? If we can't praise God now, what are we going to do on judgment day? If God was to come, if God was to, uh, if, okay, let me ask you a question. If God came back right now and he said, to order him to get into heaven, you've got to give me the best worship and praise. Are you like, going to start singing and dancing like never before? Of course, of course. What are you doing on What's the difference? Real talk. God is still watching you the same way. Remember, God's doing an account on our lives. So I hear what you men are saying. It's correct, fam. But listen, we should not be scared. That should not be an excuse. Get me? Imagine imagine if someone did that to you. Imagine if you was God and there's people sitting down, not worshipping you just because of those reasons. You're going to feel hurt. You're going to feel neglected. You're going to be thinking, wait, I'll put my back out for this person every day and I'll help them and I'll provide for them and I'll give them this job and I'll bless them in this way and they can't even give me like a two-minute praise or five, 10, 15 minutes worth of praise and worship. Mm. Like, how, how, does he, how does he do? So, yeah, it's one of those ones, man. But yeah, I hear what you're saying, though, lads. Mm. I've, I've got another answer as well, but I want to let everyone else speak before I come back to it. Is this, this, is this talking about the statistic about the women? There's more women in the church than men. Well, my, no, no, no. My answer is kind of like answering Kieran's question of why do you think that has happened? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just, to be honest, it's been like for, to be honest, it's not even for just the church. It's for every form of religion, every form of religion out there. It's, it's, a, it's a common phenomenon of where women are more likely to be in a house of worship just because they're they're a nature to listen, they listen to advice. Rather than men, men are more like they'll either go for the issue and then seek seek help. Um, and then also, women are more affectionate. They know the church is gonna help them in the time of need, so that women are always there. Um, that's why I always feel like the women is more in the church. Plus, it's to do with pride as well. Like with a lot of men, um, as obviously we know, Jesus is God, but like. With some men, their ego kind of gets the best of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I ask God for something and it hasn't been fulfilled, they have that kind of pride of like, I'm not busting myself for something which I haven't received yet from you. So that's why a lot of, a lot of them like Jews choose the harder route. Um, but statistically, nowadays the excuse, I don't know. I don't know. Um, can't, I don't know. Like back a day, it would make it, it would be a bit more easier because in the 60s, 70s in the UK, the reason why there's not a lot of men in the church back then is because they would have had jobs working on the weekend. They would have been in the, the factories or stuff like that. That's why you would find more women in church. But nowadays, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. Very hard. That was good. That was good. Do you think um, football has a contribution towards it as well, like the Premier League? Or wait, before you before you answer that question, um, I wanted to say like I think another thing is like 
commitment and sacrifice. I think those are the two words that kind of mm. jump to me as well. Because like, um, to be to be a Christian and you know to be Christ-like, it takes a lot of commitment and it takes a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like for for young men or men in general, like to to be in that position where you can be 100% committed and give the sacrifice that you have to give no matter what it is, it, it's hard for them, you know what I'm saying? For like, for like you say, football, for example. Um, you know, to be, to be a Christian, you might have to give up, you know, watching match of the day, you know, late mm-hmm. nights, stuff like that. You, have, you might have to give up going, going to see your favourite team on the weekend or something like that. You might have to, you know, that sort of stuff. You might have to miss playing your Sunday league football in the morning, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you're not prepared to give that sacrifice, then God, you know, then, then you know, God, God, doesn't want, God doesn't want you because that, like Brandon said, it's a lifestyle. And in a part of that lifestyle, there is a lot of commitments and sacrifices that you've got to do. And I think, especially for young men as well, like not even just like new believers or like uh, non-Christians, for Christians as well. Um, it, there's a lot of commitment and a lot of sacrifice. And um, I don't think as men, we are ready, like fully, fully ready to give him the commitment and sacrifice that God. And I'm not just saying it's like football, it could be work stuff as well. For example, I know there's a lot of men who work on the weekends, like you say, they'll work on Sundays at work and stuff like that. And, you know, I think Raf touched on it uh, in the point before. If they're not providing for their family and sort of stuff and like that, then they're kind of, they're that sort of, then they're kind of thinking, well, I need to do something that I can, that will generate me enough financial income so that I can provide for my family and sort of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... To kind of go back onto your question and stuff like that, um, yeah, I think for men, I think the reason there's more women than men, I think, because women can, women are just like, they're able to give, to commit a lot more and to sacrifice. They can, they, they, I think they're at that, I think, yeah. I, I, don't, if you, I don't know if you're understanding what I'm trying to say, but I think, like, for me, like, the, the way how I see it, I think women are just, they tend to commit to a lot of things and they can tend to sacrifice a lot of them, their selves to, you know, to help others and to help, you know, the church and stuff like that. And I think men, because mm-hmm. men see that, they're saying, well, all the women are doing it, so why do I need to kind of do it sort of thing? Mm-hmm. If you get what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that was a bit long-winded and stuff like that, but that was kind sense. of playing around in my head. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Hearing all the boys speak. I don't know if all the guys agree with me as well, but yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. No, that makes a lot of sense. No, but um, yeah, it's a good question, Kieran, man. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, good, it's good answers as well. Good answers as well. Yeah, Kieran, on the topic of girls, have you got any questions on that, man? Let me think first. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, off the off the off the top freestyle, yeah. Mm. I'll say, let's just say your mindset was, all right, I want to go somewhere because I know that girl's gonna be there, right? Uh, In your mind, 
is the best decision to not go if your intentions are not towards God? What, to go to church? Yeah, so if you know your intentions are wrong, is the best decision to make to not to go? Yeah. Um, in, a, in a way, yes, but you don't know what, what will happen if you go to church, though. If God's leading mm-hmm. you to go to church, you go in it because, listen, yeah, your, your intentions before you go to church might be on girls, but you don't know if you're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You don't know if you're going to get true. So you should still go, but you should change that mindset and that, um, that what's the word now? Intention. But mm-hmm. like, when you enter into church, oh, that, that, that intention or mindset will go, trust me. If the spirit of God and the presence of God is flowing, that, that mindset you had before, it, it won't last, trust me. Uh, you, won't be, you, won't be, you won't be looking at the girl then, you'll be looking up in the sky, praising, and then it goes in. I'm seeing that now. But the thing is, uh, see, the thing is though, like, it's, it's, God gives us that sense of free will, so you have to, you and your, like, yourself will have to let God in in that sort of sense, because I've seen, because I've, I've been in places where the spirit is moving, and then, yeah, there's still people there, you know, Standing them same little way, arms folded, face screwed up like nothing, and it's just like, huh? So, so like, I get, I get what you're saying, Brandon, as well. But like, if your if your attentions are not in the right place and your your mindset is not in the right place, and you know, and you know in yourself that even if the Holy Spirit was there, you're not going to change because, because you know, because of your your intentions or stuff like that. Then, then you shouldn't really go and you know stuff like that because. Cause like I said, like, cause like I said, people are yeah. Cause um, oh, what am I trying to what am I trying to say? It's just because, it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, cause cause I get what you come, I get what you're saying as well. Cause you don't know what happened in church and stuff like that. But like, I feel like God God wouldn't God wouldn't force them God wouldn't force himself onto a person if, if that person didn't want to at the same time. And you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to be like, for me as well, because like the way how I see it, like if you're going into church to worship and stuff like that, the atmosphere should be charging and stuff. And you don't want to be that person that kind of breaks that atmosphere and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because mm. I've seen it as well. I've seen it as well, especially in worship. Like you could be worshiping and everything like that. And there's that one person that you see in the back that is not in it. And it just ruins your whole your whole like experience of church, man, and you're just thinking, what, like, like I'm not gonna lie to you, boys. I remember, like, I'll be playing in church and stuff like that, and I'll be looking, I'll be looking at the back and stuff, and I'll be seeing a couple of people just not feeling it at all and stuff like that, and I'm thinking, yo, what, what, what is the point of me coming into here and like playing and stuff like that, and you're not, and you're not feeling that and stuff like that, and then. Like I'm not even saying that I'm not even saying that in the sense of like people pleasing and stuff like that. Cause I'm there, because I'm there thinking like, you know, everyone's everyone's at that place in worship. And it's just like you, you it's like you cannot like you, like Brandon said, if you, you know when your favorite song comes on, you're not gonna stand there and stuff like that. You're gonna be definitely at least popping your head or mm. you know, jumping up and you know, shouting, screaming out all the lips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like for worship as well, you like you know, it's that same sort of vibe, and like you can't, you can't not like not be moving, not be praising, not be at least clapping or something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, for, I think for me, like, um, if your attentions are wrong and your mindset is wrong, don't do it because you might be that person that ruins the atmosphere, the atmosphere, the experience for someone else as well. Absolutely, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't. I, you, you, do you get where I'm coming from, Brandon? I don't mm. know if that. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, because, yeah, like you said, there's two flip sides to that story. Mm. What you said and what I said. Because, yeah, you could either, yeah, either, if you keep dwelling in it and that's your assignment to go to church just to, to see gal, yeah, you can kind of change the atmosphere. But in the same sense, you don't know why God's sending you into church. You could get saved, you could get changed. Because there's sometimes people that are unbelievers, they go to church for the wrong reasons. Sometimes they go in an assignment, but God has other plans. God sometimes converts them. So when it comes to church and that, it depends. Like, it, it's true. It, it all depends on how God moves kind of thing. It's yeah. like... Because at the same time, you there could be there could be someone that's walking past your church right now, and they could hear that one thing that would draw them in, and so, you know what I'm saying. And their intentions weren't even to go church; mm. they were just happening to walk past church to get to their destination and something like that. And then there's something there that just draws them in and stuff like that. So, yeah, there is there is definitely a flip side to it. I just think it. It, it comes down to God and it comes down to that individual. Mm. That's real tough. I mean, I mean, if your intentions, yeah, if your intentions there to seek something rather than God, um, God will put you to the test for something, you know, because like, it's like, you know, the Bible says, you know, if a man sees a good wife, it doesn't mean that we go out here, go to church to look at Nafkia, see the nicest penguins thing in church and focus on that. Because our intentions are wrong before we even enter into the, into the doors. Mm. And, like, there's been cases of where, like, there's these men who will go into the church and will, like, seek for the, the so-called woman of their dreams. And you'll find nine times out of ten, in fact, they will have that woman. But the, the woman they'll have is not for the intentions they, are, they think they're going to have. But really, the woman which they're going to have is going to be for the downside of them. It's going to destroy them. Because mm. from the start, the seed was bad. If you're casting a bad seed, the only thing you're going to get is bad. You're not going to get nothing. But like I always keep on saying, a good fruit, a good tree can't bear, bear forth good fruit. Like, I mean, bad fruit, sorry. And a bad tree can't bring forth good fruit. So if your intentions are wrong from the beginning, that's what you're going to reap. So like when, when it comes to a, a man, when he goes into, into a church, it should be the mindset of God alone. Then it always thinks, it, God said, good things will always come unto those who are thankful for the small things. So the thing is, is like when all these men go into church thinking they're going to find their spouse, you're doing it wrong. Because what mm. would happen is, it's just like how uh, Jesus had the disciples. The disciples ran to Jesus. Jesus never ran to people to follow him. People followed him. People followed Jesus for the way he was acting and the way he done things. And it'd be the same for your spouse. The spouse will come into the life when you don't expect it. Once your intention is to find a wife or find a girl from your own will, from your own will and your own power, you led yourself into destruction from the get-go. True. It's true. It's true, man. Like, you hear, you hear it in church, man. You know, the amount of stories that I've heard of, that I've heard of, like, you know, when people go into church and, you know, they, they see, they'll see someone in their life and, and you know, you're saying to yourself, oh, no, that's not, that's not for me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's God, it's God dropping them into it. But, yeah, like Carl was saying, if you're a sentence of what God alone, then all those things will come into place naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not of God alone, then yeah, you're, the, the person that you're thinking of is just going to be bad for you in the long run, sort of thing. And I, I think Raf, I think Raf's, I'm using Raf a lot as well, you know, but I think Raf said it as well. Like, um, he was, when he was talking about his relationship, if his relationship wasn't 
God-centered or anything like that, then your relationship is always going to be ca- like Castafel and stuff like that. But if your if your relationship is God-centered or if your personal relationship is God-centered, then everything else will fall into place naturally, and you will know. So, yeah. Right, that's me done. I'm promising sure now that's me done. Nah, that's it's literally just like the song when it talks about, you know, Jesus is the pillar which holds my life. The thing is, with everything, it, Jesus should be the center of it. Yeah. Jesus should be holding your life. Mm-hmm. From a moment where you're holding your own life, you struggle because we don't have the strength to hold the obstacles which will fall into our life. We won't have the ability to hold like the issues or even the the blessings we have because we don't have that strength. All strength comes from God. So it's um, it's just like, and sometimes the reason why a lot of men fall, and when I say men, I mean men and women fall, is because we rush into things too quick. And because we rush into things too quick, we fall harder than what we should. So sometimes I always reflect upon like when it was Moses, because Moses, um, he was supposed to go to the promised land um, with the slaves who ran from Egypt, but like he would have gone into the promised land, but because he never were, because he never never knew patience from the beginning, he struck the rock because he was waiting. God told him that water would fall come from through the rocks. We lost patience, and he struck it. And by him striking it, he lost his place into the uh, into um, you know what, what is it called again? Um, the promised land, and it's the same with a lot of men. Um, with a lot of men and women, we lose the gift of patience. And because we lose the gift of patience, we feel like, you know, I don't want to wait, I want to do it off my own initiative. But nine times out of ten, doing it from your own initiative, you've already cast your own death sentence already. You've cast it, you've cut your hand, which feeds you. But if you wait till the Lord to be a courage, you know, strengthens our heart. And we should wait. Because just like I say now, we say all the time, good things come to those who wait. But because if we don't wait, the only thing you're going to reap it's bad. Yeah. Because with bad, because the thing is, with bad things, we don't think upon it. When we don't think, bad things will come because we can't analyze what we're about to jump into. But with patience, it gives us the time to think, it gives us the time to place where our foot needs to be. And that's why good things happen. You know, so that's why one thing God always t- talks about is faith and having patience, wait on Him. And that's it, man. Therefore, we definitely have to wait on God. Absolutely. Look how much it says wait on the Lord in the Bible alone. It's not not it's not just there to be a little quote or um, a myth or anything like that. It's there for a reason. Because with everything you do have to wait on the Lord. You can't do anything without God. You might try and do it, but it's not gonna work. Similar to what the name of our group is called, Set Your Foundations. In life, you have to set your foundations. And in your foundation, you've got to make sure God is at the top and that you're at the bottom. In the relationships and when you're talking to girls, like, God has to be at the centre, God has to be at the top, and you guys at the bottom. Because without him involved, it's not going to flourish, it's not going to work. Because he's the creator. So, yeah. But yeah, what was the question again, Kieran, about um, girls in church? Uh, oh, should we go to church to move to girls, basically? Yeah, yeah. If your intentions were wrong, should you make the decision to go or to not go? Yeah, 
Whoa, we'll run to the first part. When it comes to dating, okay, we we changed the question a little bit. Mm. When it comes to church, yeah, and um, seeing girls, and whatnot. Obviously, let's be let's be honest. All of us want a girl, um, want a Christian girl from church, don't we? Let's be honest. Mm. Everyone on me is all right now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, Fabian, loud girl, girl. <laughs> yeah, man. So. Yeah, obviously, um, when you go to church, you're going there for the Lord, you're going there to do what you normally do every Sunday. But yeah, let's not lie. You see a nice pretty girl, man. Ticks all the boxes. You might, we might say, oh, you're right. You're right, sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, you know what? Well, Kieran, Kieran's one of those, ain't he? <laughs> He's Kieran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the best places to find a girl though mm. that's the lead that to happen in it you shouldn't go searching for it it will happen by a chance basically you know what I mean but yeah but yeah okay let's ask a question man then let's be honest man mm. has there been times when you've been you've gone to church and you've been looking for girls yeah of course <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Don't try and cop out of nothing from convention, uh, convocation, however you call it. Fam. <laughs> oh, it's it's oh, national, regional, all of it. No, 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 no. Let me be real. No, the reason why I say that because in my church, for me, my age group, there's nothing, fam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> man, go look elsewhere. You get me? Telling me in your God book, you've never been to no convention as a person of your own age. Never seen, never seen a person. No, there? not locally, no, nah, no. Nah. It has to be it has to be like district or national yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, wait, Ralph. Oh, 15. Ah. <laughs> oh yes, sir. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Go>. boom. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but the awkward the awkward bit is like um when your like parents are trying to set you up with a girl from convention. Oh, don't even man. <laughs> Oh. Just playing some adult okay? kids, the cancer. You know what I'm saying? What your parents trying to do? Some arranged marriage on your fam? Oh yeah, trust me. Yeah, trust me. Your parents must have been brought up in the Middle East, fam. Huh? Oh. No, no, hear, hear me up, boys. Hear me out. So, in my district, yeah, in my district, um, one of the pastors, one of the pastors, his wife and my mom were in the same hospital and stuff like that. So obviously. They were quite close and stuff like that. And my mom always used to tell me, Oh, you know what would be nice if you married one of the one of the pastor's daughters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, 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 mom, please. Mom, Come on now. I'm not, my mom, trust me, I don't like her that way. She don't like me that way. Let's not let's not do that. And every time we would go to that church, you would guarantee my mom would be either talking to the mom or to one of the daughters. Yeah, trust, trust. Yeah. It's the king twins, isn't it? Huh? Mom's beating up the name. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The twins. Hey, yeah, the we're twins. recording in whole blood. <laughs> oh, yes, <yeah, snap. laughs> <laughs> Wait, hey, listen. It's not like we're not recording, but yo, you stop making names. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Don't, don't worry. There won't be names. There won't be names. But yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for maybe in the 70s. But like, still, oh, it's jarring. It's jarring. 
So only if I say yeah, because obviously you say you, uh, it, you say your mum was talking to. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Every every so, time I go, you you. So like, I mean, my head, like the pastor's daughters here, the one that's the trophy, being that having a PK, but two, is she uh, actually is she appealing to? Um, what what we say like like looks wise or personality? Nah, both. You're not gonna. But I'll tell you one thing now. If anyone says they see the personality before the looks, I'll, I will personally come through the screen. Nah, 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 nah. Let me be real. Right. Like look, look wise, look wise, they don't, they don't appeal to me. Okay. Um, but like, if you, but like, once you, once you get to know them and stuff like that, then you know, yeah. If, you, mm. but like, just based on looks, they wouldn't be appealing to me and stuff like that. Right, case closed. Yeah, but my mum was doing a similar thing. That um, it must have been twenty fourteen, maybe one of the new tea convention, and there was a girl there that um, she'd been through some stuff in her life. Um, and uh, I kind of made friends. I kept made friends with her. And my mum saw me talking to her, so she comes up to me and said, "Oh," and uh, my my mum and Josh's mum was like, "Oh, who's this lovely girl you're talking to?" Blah 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 blah. And then there was like. And then um, as we were walking away, they said it so that she could hear it. Like, oh yeah, um, it'd be really nice if you could marry her, you know. Mm-mm. And she said, oh. and she said, and she said she heard that from. And I think like um, like three years later, so and, um, she messaged me on Instagram to see how I was doing. But then, uh, come on. But then my mom. <laughs> but I didn't talk. I didn't realize that a couple of weeks before, my mom had called on my phone and messaged her from my phone. Hold up, wait a minute. Let's put some flash up in it. What, what, what was going on there, bro? Wait, wait, did my mum just say let's put some flash up in it? Hold up, man. What's that? Whoa, did you just say your mum messaged her? Yeah. 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 Hey. Fab, never me. Wait, wait, rap, rap. Never me. Never me, bro. Never, never be me. Never be me, fam. It's peak, fam, isn't it? <laughs> What's your nice song? What's your nice song favorite? Um, I, I I can't really explain. Yes or no? Close it on this call. You're so hard about the question, fam. See the yes or no question. Yes or no? What's wrong? You forgot to speak English, bro. <laughs> nah, sorry, nah, sorry. Uh, say she was nice. Say she was nice. Look, um, she was right. She was right. She was right. You complaining for then go go pat in the phone. Show me your phone. <laughs> Fine, your mum made it easy for you. No, Brandon, if I can tell. Hold up. Oh, is it who I think it is? Wait, wait, I'm, I'm just. Oh, give me a second. Oh, turn off my phone. Let me turn it back on. <laughs> oh. Wait, the one that you showed me at, at you at you convention. <laughs> 